evening, everybody, and a welcome back to another episode of Hooked on Hitchcock. We took a little bit of a break here, but we are back and we are ready to explore the crazy Jamaica Inn. Uh, I'm your host, Jonathan Moody, and I've got my awesome, awesome co-host, G. Larry Butler. How you doing, Larry? Hey, hey, hey. I, I bet you everybody thought we were kidnapped by the gypsies, but we're not. We just Not, took a little break. Nope. Nobody we're, wrecked we're our vessels and killed us. No. No, no that's a great segue. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> because so. uh, I actually, okay, so this is interesting. I didn't know there were such people as like wreckers. You know, I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> and, that's a thing. <laughs> yeah, it was a thing. And I was watching the movie going. Like in the beginning, it it shows you the wreck wrecking, you know them them all of that, and I was like, "What are they doing? Like, what's going on here?" And and you know, after I started watching the movie later on, it made sense, you know, and everything, and uh, it was a very very good movie, I thought. And you said before that you well, didn't like yeah. it at first. What? Not not it wasn't terrible. It just it just seemed like some crazy old movie I'd seen a million times before, you know, about a shipwreck and you know smugglers and so it just kind of reminded me of some other old late night movies from the 30s and I thought, "Oh boy, I got to sit through this." But then the second time I saw it, it was like it really came alive for me because I already knew the storyline and I could focus more on the acting and some of the su subtleties of the first one that I'd missed because I couldn't hear it. And uh, there was no subtitles. Oh, uh, I got oh, it on oh no, no. So you, did you watch it on Tubi? Yeah. Uh, no I sent you a link where you could have watched it on YouTube, I think. But, oh, uh, but oh, it's well. probably, that probably got lost. Um, it's all right. It, um, um yeah. I watched on t uh, YouTube, and you could see subtitles. And oh, that, um, that's what I need. My yeah. advanced. Well, yeah, and I did not like the two B version because it was uh, the audio was terrible, and oh. um, so the audio sounded a lot better in the YouTube version. So well, two um, B usually I see it on my computer, but since it's down, uh, my I watched everything on the cell phone. It was crystal clear. Yeah, and, uh, you didn't have it on your uh, TV. Well, I don't know how to do all that stuff. Uh, my daughter's not here anymore, and you know I'm kind of at the mercy of nothing, so I just you know kind of shied away from that. But anyway, oh. so uh, the cell phone helped, but um, I probably could do that at some point. I, I have to ask my wife and see if she wants it. But she watched it the first time with me. I don't think she was on that the cell phone. Either. Uh, no, on we watched it on my computer, but okay. that was you know a month or two ago, and since yeah. then my computer's gone down. So and, everybody, but, just so you know, we were planning to do this a while ago, and then life got lifey, and uh, and G. Larry Butler was busy with all these movies oh, and I'm other still things. Stuck. I'm so busy. I'm going up to Washington to be in a movie and playing Michael Myers' father. D.C. Uh, or Washington State? Oh, the Pentagon. No, no, it's Washington State. That would be funny, though, that Michael Myers takes on the Pentagon. Yeah, him and Jason Voorhees, both of them. Aren't I lucky? 
<laughs> the father of two of the most notorious serial killers that ever lived. <laughs> That's funny. That's a good idea for uh, for a fan film. It is a fan film. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I don't know what they're going to do with it once they do it. But uh, they've got eight episodes and this is the ninth. But this is the only feature length episode. The others are just like 30 or 40 minutes. This is uh, an hour and a half. Nice. So lucky me, I get to go up there and to learn all these lines. My God, I haven't had that many lines for years. You sound but like uh, Paul. Glad. Paul hates lines, you know. Well, it's good for my brain, you know. It forces me to think, and so that's that's good. And he kind of, it's like mental push-ups. So, you know, I I like it, uh, even though it hurts. <laughs> But, you know, that's the way life is, you know, when you get high up there in age, you got to keep working it or you lose it. If, if you I lose agree. It, what is that expression? If you don't use it, you lose it. Yep. So I don't want to lose it. Or I'd be asking you, what, who are you? <laughs> I Have I ever seen you before? And I, th I think it starts with a J, your name. But right. stuff like that. Whenever I do that, just put a pillow over my head and lay on it. But uh, anyway, I'm just joking, of course. All I don't right. want to shock anybody, but anyway, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, Good. And uh, it's not my favorite Hitchcock film, but I mean, it's okay. You know, it's uh, for Hitchcock. I, I discovered some crazy stuff about him. I was looking for trivia on it, and I found out that you know he only did this. This is his last film in England before he left for America. And then right. he got hired to do Rebecca. But he only stayed to do this as they, on the behest of uh, Charles Lawton. They were good friends. But then, true to form, Charles Lawton takes over production, controls everything, moves Hitchcock aside and saying, we're doing it my way. So mm -hmm. he was kind of like the assistant director. So yep. Amazing. So I guess uh, be careful who you friend sometimes well so I, I mean guess I it's, it, it's you know but uh, yeah that's the thing right so charles lawton wanted to work with hitchcock they said they they he signed him up as a producer and actor and that's and that's the problem with friends is sometimes business uh interferes with friendship you know exactly. i've had many exactly. friends who i was i was really good friends with and then we started working on a project together and either by the end of the project or even before the project even got made, we, we broke, you know, our friendship broke because we just, uh, it's ego in a way. Yeah, and, um, and my, my thing is I want creative control, but so does the other person, you know, and so does somebody else. And so usually you got to compromise these days, but in the beginning of my career, I didn't know anything like that. So I lost a lot of friends because of yeah. business, you know, issues yeah. and stuff. But nowadays I just, <laughs> I'm just easy going a lot with the things unless like, unless I really, 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 really want something specific, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm very much like, Oh, okay. If you want us to do that, let's, let's talk about doing that. You know? So. Right. I'm the same way. So we're easy to work together. Exactly. So, well, I mean, I'm. I feel the director's boss. I might um, you suggest something, but if they say no, that's a hard no. 
I'm saying, okay, fine. You're the boss. But the I best directors, the best directors at least don't just give you a no. And I had to learn that because I was a very no person in the beginning of my career. Mm-hmm. I would say no to this movie, you know, to, uh, I had producers who let's say we should do this. And I felt like they were directing, you know, my movie and I got upset, but really what they were doing was helping as a producer. Yeah. Now I know that, you know, what they're trying to do right. is help, you know, and, um, I, uh, you know, just things happen. Yeah, it's a collaborative effort. And it's you also see, a learning you, experience. You learn, listen to everybody, but then you have to make the final decision. Right. I mean, but, exactly. And, you know, if you don't, if you really feel like there's a reason you shouldn't be doing that, you know, say there's a shot that somebody's going to do that just, just isn't. It just won't look good, and you know that. You know that's the thing. Um, what I heard, I bet you heard the same thing, is that Charles Lawton wanted nothing but close-ups for, uh, yeah, they had, for like yeah, ten yeah. days. So he had right. ten days of shooting, and he said he wanted nothing but close-ups because he wanted to perfect the way that he walked. You know, or yeah. whatever. He wanted a well, specific way to walk. Originally, he was cast as the uncle. But then he changed his mind the day of the first day of the show. I didn't know that. Yeah, I read that too. And I, all these obscure sources. And Hitchcock said, okay. So they flipped it. And I could see why, because Charles Lawton was that Sir Humphrey. Oh, yeah. That's he the way perfect. He He's very arrogant. And so I, <laughs> I, he's a brilliant actor, but he was so full of himself. That's why I was so impressed with his Hunchback of the Notre Dame, because he would flipped it completely humble and meek and slobbering. I've idiot. never seen that, actually. So oh, I, God, need to, I need to check that, that out at some point. That's got to be top, top 10 for me. Oh, uh, top ten of your movies, favorite performances. Movies? I'm not saying the movie itself. Oh, okay. It's a great movie too, but but his performance, how he transformed into that. That's got to uh, be the was, same as like Lon Chaney and the Phantom of the Opera or something. You that's know, right. that's right. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's a test of a true actor to be able to do against go against type like that completely. Did you know well, that anyway. Alfred? Alfred Hitchcock hated this movie. Did you know that? Well, he didn't really like. He was unhappy with it. That's all I know. Maybe he yeah. Hate. He well, well, probably because his, his friend turned on him, and he wasn't able to wait and make the movie his way. And uh, so, bless you. Oh yeah. Well, there's <laughs> a um, there's a uh, story. Now, I was looking it up in this book, uh, Hitchcock Truffaut. If you can. Uh, it there. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Hitchcock Truffaut, uh, where Hitchcock ch- talks to Fran- uh, Francois Truffaut about um, the making of the movies, and he asked him about um, uh, he asked him about this, and uh, um, the funny thing is, there, a lot of these um, chapters go on and on about like the making of the movies or stuff like Hitchcock loves talking about certain movies. Mm-hmm. This one was short, you know, Yeah, <laughs> this was a short little thing. Um, one of the things he said was, um, 
uh, he said, okay, if you don't mind me reading this real quick, because this, this oh, is from the man good. himself. Um, uh, was it about, uh, I, um, okay. So while we were shooting the lady vanishes, I got a cable from Selznick asking me to come to Hollywood to direct a picture based on the sinking of the Titanic. As soon as I had finished work on The Lady Vanishes, I went to America for the first time and stayed there for 10 days. That was in August of 1937. I agreed to do the picture about the Titanic, but since the contract with Selznick wasn't due to start until April 1939 i had to make it another i had to make another british film and that was jamaica uh jamaica inn and then uh Truffaut says which was produced by charles lawton he's an uh lawton and eric palmer were associated with the production of that one the novel as you know is by daphne de do you know how to say her last name de Morier. Yeah, uh, daphne du Morier. i i, I kind of scribble it uh, Morier. Yeah. yeah, and the French, first script was, and the first script was written by Clarence Dame, who was a playwright of some note. Then Sidney Gallet, uh, Gallet or what uh, came in and he did a, we did, and we did the script together. Charles Lawton wanted his part built up, so and so he brought in J.B. Priestley for additional dialogue. I first met Eric. Palmer back in 1924 when I was a writer and art director in Germany on the Black Guard, a picture he had co-produced with Michael Balkan, and I hadn't seen him since that time. Jamaican Inn was an absurd thing to undertake. If you examine the basic story, you'll see that it's a whodunit. At the end of the 18th century, Mary, a young Irish girl, goes to Corn Cornwall to live with her aunt Patience, whose husband, Joss, is an innkeeper. All sorts of things happen in that tavern, which, shel which shelters scavengers and wreckers who not only seem to enjoy total immunity, but who are also kept thoroughly informed of the movements of ships in the area. Why? Because the head of the gang of thugs is a highly respectable man, a justice of the peace, no less who masterminds all their operations. It was completely absurd because logically the judge should have entered the scene only at the end of the adventure. He should have carefully avoided the place and made sure he was never seen in the tavern. And therefore it made no sense to cast Charles Lawton in the key role of the justice of the peace. Realizing how incongruous it was, I was truly discouraged, but the contract had been signed. Finally, I made the picture, and although it became a box office hit, I'm still unhappy over it. Uh, but weren't the producers aware of its incongruity? Eric P uh, Palmer? I'm not sure he understood the English idiom. As for Charles Lawton, well, when he started the picture, he asked me to show him only in close-ups, because he hadn't yet figured out the manner of his walk. Ten days later, he came in and said, I found it. It turned out that his step had been inspired, but the beat by the beat of a little German waltz, and he whistled it for us as he waddled around the room. I can still remember how he did it. Let me show you. And he shows Francis Truffaut, which says, it's great. Maybe so, but it wasn't serious, and I don't like to work that way. He wasn't really a professional film man. He said that about Hitchcock? No. He said that about Charles Lawton. Oh, Charles Lawton, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had to strut. He got he very was very erect, you know, and he put his 
chest out and just kind of strutted like was very arrogant. And I thought maybe that's the way he really was. Maybe, or so maybe that's just how he wanted to do the walk. I think. I think that's just yeah. Well, I mean, how he, he kind of determined that was like the character. That. He, I probably waddled in real life. Um. Anyway, uh, now the the author of the book hated the movie, absolutely despised it, and was reluctant to let uh, Hitchcock adopt or, or or adapt or direct the next one, which was Rebecca. Which See, was amazing. Wanted to do like, yeah, yeah he did so, both so, books, but because he bungled the first one, she said, no way you're getting near that one. I don't then, know how they talked her into it. Probably and then guess what? They did one more together. Really? The birds. Which, oh, my God. Yeah. She did all three of them. Yeah. Huh. So they let her, like... I can see that as a like, okay, this was not great, so I don't know if I'm gonna let him use do the second one. Then the yeah. second one is fantastic and does great. So then he she lets him do the third one, which uh probably is the one of the more well known ones, you know, period. The well, birds for the birds. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um no, it was a, a great movie. Um it happened near my near my house. So we wonder why there are bird droppings all over front lawn. So, uh, no, we, we're several miles away, but it was right near, um, you know, Santa Rosa, California, right on a coast called Jenner, oh. um, yeah, right up on the coast um, outside of Santa Rosa. And so nice. anyway, I didn't know. I would have gone over and watched it, but um, I didn't know about it at the time. I mean, you were so there, living there the at the time. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, not at where the not right at the location, but I mean, we were within twenty miles of it. Yeah, you could have. Wow, so, that's that's awesome. Yeah, I didn't know. I wasn't into film or anything. But you so probably gone to that location, right? I probably would have. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, no, have cool. you? Have you? I mean, do you know if you've gone there or or why not? Oh, I, I'm sure I've walked all over the place. Um, yeah, I used to dive there. I used to swim there. The reason I'm know. saying is because you walked where Hitchcock walked. You've, yeah. you've fallen in his steps, you know? I, I'm going to save my shoes now. I'm going to have them gold, uh, you know. Gold, uh, bronzed. So you can, bronzed, yeah, there you go. So they can always remember that, uh, that these are where Hitchcock yeah. walked. I kiss the ground. well anyway uh he uh no he's one of my favorite directors for sure especially since we got together here and did this uh, i know you've been learning more about him and seeing more films that he's directed that that's the exciting part of it it's kind of like a college thesis or something you know or we're doing our our own little film school yeah, I I had only seen maybe half a dozen films by Hitchcock until we did this. Now it's we're on what 15, 16 films. Yeah, uh, I'm surprised this movie wasn't on like like Criterion well, no, or something. You know, yeah, because yeah, yeah. it's it's a I think it's a very entertaining film, and honestly, like I bet everybody would say like the Lady Vanishes is a better movie. But I like the one he did right before this one. But I actually like this one a lot more because it's just more fun. There's like to me, there's just like so much going on in the movie 
you know, and you want to know, you know, like let let's let's start it off in the in in the beginning of the movie, right? Let's like start off letting yeah, people know sure. about it. So, like in the beginning of the movie, was one of my favorite scenes, by the way, is that you know, well, other than like we see the wreck happen and those people start getting killed and you know and and they're look you know they're they're trying to find all the uh the rest of the uh people on the ship or whatever and stuff mm -hmm. and then we go to uh the girl uh Mary she's in the back of a carriage who's supposed to be taking her to Jamaica Inn, but uh the the carriage driver does not want to go to Jamaica Inn because Jamaica right. Inn is rough and nasty and not a place for people to be at, you know? So he drives drives her further than that, but close to um Humphreys, Sir Humphreys uh house. And he the the carriage driver basically says, you know, but my favorite thing was like you see the horses and you see the see the carriage and that's one of my favorite scenes because it was so well like I was like, oh my god, I was like interested. Like, why is he? Why does he keep going? Like, what's going on? And she even when he stops, she gets out and yells at him. <laughs> it's like, yeah. hey! And then he throws a trunk. You know, yeah. this big, massive trunk almost hits her. He just dumps it off. Like, here, like, take it. How take it. Get, get out of here. She has to carry that trunk all the way to his house. I know. Yeah. Oh my God! I don't know how she it. did it, but she did it. That was Maureen O'Hara. Yeah, so, she's a tough lady. So I, 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 I've never mention, heard of uh, her. Well, that was her first role, first uh, major screen role. Anyway, she was introduced Interest in that. She was. She had done like maybe one other project, but uh, Lawton was the one who said he wanted her to be the lead star. You know? Oh, I think he was enamored with her. Uh, uh, he was enamored with her in the movie, not, not outside the of the movie screen. as well. Yes, absolutely. I think it was real. It yeah. was smitten. Uh, we should mention some of the other actors real quick. Robert Newton played Jim uh, Treehorn. He was like uh, the FBI agent or whatever they call it, the detective. He was like the, the uh, lieutenant of the Secret Royal Guard or something, Royal Secret Navy. Police. Yeah, so... And they were ready to kill him at the first part of it. I'll let you talk about that. But then, uh, who was then? Uh, Leslie Banks played the uncle. He and they played an excellent role, actually. Oh, and he was so yeah, he yeah, was really so good. good from the start. He was like fun to hate. Yeah, Marie Nay played the meek aunt. Her, uh, aunt her, patience, her long suffering aunt. And um, so, I don't have anything anything else on anybody else, but. Uh, they were all really good together. They, uh, Those are like the main four, people. I mean, there were the main. Yeah, one, two, three, four, uh, five. Now there five were main actors. Now there were a couple other people um, that I liked. I liked Chadwick, which was uh, Sir Humphrey's uh, butler. You know. Oh and yeah, he was hilarious, yeah. and he was played by oh, Horace yeah. uh, Horace Hodges. Um, yeah, he was great. Horace like Hodges had been in a bunch of stuff in like the 30s, but uh, nothing he really big. Butler. Uh, he didn't have much to say other than yes or no, sir. And, well, you know, but he usually did, being he very challenge. confused by uh, uh, by, hum uh, by Humphrey's um, 
stuff. Like anything he says is like, hey, what? What? We're doing this? Well, because he, he had dementia, didn't he? Or something he was eccentric. Well, no, no, no. I think that was a joke that um that Humphrey said because uh the guy because there was a lot of like there was almost like a little bit of a um what is it called? Um what's ah like what's that what's that called when you um uh, a comedy of errors kind of thing it's almost like a little okay. bit of a comedy of errors because um you know and and I mean, we'll probably get to this again later but uh Lawton's character Humphreys is in on the whole thing right like he's the mastermind behind everything and but his butlers and the people that work with him don't know this so anytime right. he does something, you know, he kind of makes everybody else look like idiots because he says, oh, you don't remember doing this. And, you know, blah, right. blah, 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 blah. And they're like, no, I don't. So he's like, oh, you got dementia, you know, or whatever. And well, so I, 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 meant, I meant that the butler thought that Sir Humphrey had dementia. Remember at the end of the movie, he said he's gone mad. Uh, and yeah. He's gone around the bend. So now, maybe he really was, was that the first time somebody said that? Because she said he's gone mad, mad. I tell you, yeah. Is that the first time that line's ever been said? In a movie, I doubt it. It's as old as the hills. Really, you so, think so? Been, yeah, I think so. It's a, it's an English expression. Mad dogs and Englishmen. Remember that? So yeah, it's been really old. It's hundreds of years old. Okay. So that right. was the word for crazy back then. They didn't say crazy. They said mad. Now mad means angry. It doesn't mean crazy anymore. So <laughs> Well, you can still be crazy it, and it, angry. Yeah, that's true. But uh, it's kind of evolved. But anyway, he uh, he was fun uh, fun to watch. I enjoyed that kind of a, uh, a character. Can you enjoy yeah, the character? Brother. Yeah. Uh, anybody named Butler, of course, I focus on a lot because that's my family name but right well he um, wasn't actually i don't think his last name was butler i think he just was the butler no no he was a butler and yeah. that's his title you know that's his job but the original butlers were named after butts of wine which were big sacks of wine so that's how we got our name we oh. delivered wine to ireland well, from, I thought uh, I thought uh, you know your thank you for telling me that because I just would assume you know how like, a lot of people's jobs or what their last name is you know exactly so yeah well, not with us King yeah. John at, and it was eleven ninety one he brought over uh, our last name was Fitzwalter brought over Theobald Fitzwalter and he said I'm going to make you the Butler of Ireland and in French it's Boutelier which means uh, the, the keeper of the butts. Butts used to be big sacks of wine as for plastic and even glass so mm -hmm. they kept them in these sacks and they were called butts and so if you kept the butts you were the butler or the Boutelier so that's how we got our name. We were just one family so we spread all over the world and anytime I meet somebody named Butler, I say, hello, cousin. And they give me a strange look, but it's true. We all come from one family. And so it's kind of fun. We have a Butler Society that meets in, in Ireland every three years. And we're going back next year. Are you going to be there? Family castle. Yeah, I go every, I've been 10 or 12 times. It's in Kilkenny, Ireland. We have our own castle. We used to have 
12 or 15 of them all over Ireland. But we sold them all to the country. So we lost all our wealth. You know, we should be enormously wealthy. And uh, But see, we got 10% of all the wine revenue that came in from Spain. Spanish ships delivered it from France. And uh, it was made in France, the wine, and then delivered to Ireland to all the royalty. So, But then over the years, Cromwell came and bombed all our castles because mm-hmm. we were you know, uh, Catholic and he was Protestant. And so that bastard, uh, destroyed most of them and knocked off our third wall. But right now the Butler castle in Kilkenny is one of the 10 most beautiful castles in the world. And, uh, thank you Cromwell for blowing up our third wall because now it kind of like, it's like a, a box shape without the last part of the box. So it kind of enfolds, you know, it, it opens out and we have a garden in the middle of it and everything. So anyway, you have to come over sometime. That sounds so, wonderful. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So anyway, um, where were you? You're uh, so, okay. So I just mentioned that Butler guy um, and I don't think there's anybody else really. I mean, there's, there's, there's a few people that were part of um, the, uh, the gang, the bad gang, the, Oh uh, yeah, the, the guy, the kind of the smart aleck guy, uh, the younger. He it was a beard. He wore a top hat. He was like second in command. Yeah, and he was always telling people off. He it was kind of interesting. He, he kind was. of had a kind of a smart attitude, you know. Kind and of then lippy. there was uh, I loved Granny uh, Tremarni, who was the woman who um. She was the one who had her roof, her roof. She needed a new roof. She had leaks in her roof. And, and, uh, oh, you know, yeah. and Humphrey's like, get her a new roof. Just yeah. like that. There was an interesting character, uh, bipolarization with him. You know, he was a greedy, cruel son of a bitch. But when it came to poor people and stuff, uh, that have no, no threat to him, he would say, give them what they want. But if he didn't like them, no, no, you're not getting anything. Get out of here. Remember how that was? Some people was really cruel to, and some people like her. And he's like, yeah, she needs a roof. Give it to her. And the guy says, oh, you can't afford that. I can afford anything. Get well, he roof. thought he could afford it because I think he thought he was coming into some money again. Well, he made a lot from the smugglers. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying because they because they were about to have that next smuggle like they were about to have that 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 one that night so i think right. he knew he was coming into some extra money and i was like give her give her that roof you know whatever i don't care you know and then uh so uh my favorite my favorite scene one of my favorite scenes in the movie is when she knocks on the door she and then you know there's like there's a woman over here and and he looks over at one of his friends and he says you know, twenty uh, bet twenty to one odds that uh, she's ugly. You know, right? <laughs> I was it's like, funny. I was like, damn, man! <laughs> like people today don't even say shit like that. I die ever here, you know? Like, you know, <laughs> like people. And then you he finds her to be my... like the most beautiful <laughs> woman in the world. You know, when he meets her, it depends on who your friends are. I I grew up with friends like that. They had no class at all. They'd say horrible things about everybody. That's terrible. I can't. I don't think I could ever be around that. No, no. That's why I'm no longer around them. Right. You're (laughs) like, never uh, mind that crap. 
And then I was in the Navy, you know, and I was sailors yeah. are notoriously bad. Every other word is the F word. And uh, so anyway, I, I just and people tattoo themselves and they go, did you see that? That guy had the butthole of the cat, you know, in his navel. And the cat was looking back over his shoulder. I've never seen a tattoo that bad in my life. I said, you don't know my I was in the Navy. I saw a lot worse than that. Mm. Believe me. So I wouldn't even describe it, but uh, anyway, but um, yeah, we're, if you want to uh, clean up your act, you have to disassociate some of your friends. Right. So anyway, but uh, uh, change so, people, places and things sometimes, you know? Yes. 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 Um, necessary. But anyway, um, so yeah, so he was a he was sort of a very vile person to begin with, but he sort of had this charm to him that I really liked. Like, I mean, hey, he's Charles Lawton anyway, you know. Like, no matter what, he's he's such a great actor; he can make you, you know. Um, but he's so, you know, yeah. and he's really good at playing both sides. You know, you know, he can convince you that he's the good guy and the bad guy. Well, you brought out something interesting. He uh, he could say the most horrible things, but with elegance, mm. you know. And it just and it made it seem like it it was trivial or just just really. It, it, he has a way of putting a fancy spin on things, even though when you think about what he just said, it was like, "Good lord," you know, mm -hmm. it's atrocious. But he, the way he said it. But the English accent and the English way of speaking is like, oh, it, it's it's nothing, uh, you know. It's just, but it, it really is something. It is something. Um, it's you know, it, it's disgusting, but it's it was, sort of. He says it, it and you're really just poor. kind of like, oh, I like him. You yeah, know? he was a likable, uh, a snobbish uh, criminal. Criminal. And he led a, he led a band of pirates. Let's mention it. You know, our pirates are, are smugglers that killed people. They don't not only took their possessions by luring the ships into the rocks, but they killed the survivors. Who in the hell does that? So well, that was you know, really fucked up people. I guess. Well, that's but, uh, why, like, when everybody was saying, "Don't go to Jamaica Inn," because it's like rough and nasty, and you're not gonna. You're you're huh. not gonna like it, you know. I mean, it's not a place for a, at that time. You know, Jamaica Inn's a real place, by the way. Did you know that? Yes, and it's still there. It's still there and today. Rent it out for parties and stuff, and but it costs uh, yeah, like 165 pounds per day or per day. Yeah, this is based on a true story too, pretty much, or elements of the true stories. They stitched it together. Uh, this exact story is not totally true, but it's based on true accounts of what really happened there. And these people were just hooligans. You know, they're scoundrels. Yeah, scoundrels. Yeah. I like that word. You know, oh, they yeah, were pirates. They were smugglers. They were wreckers. They were nasty little people, you know. And you can tell they're nasty because, like, they're when they fight each other, just all oh, just like, you know, it's kind of like a bunch of hyenas or like, you know, oh, yeah. things are just going on to one person and just attacking them. You know, like one of them I tries know. to steal some of the some of the stuff and they're just Money, all yeah. trying to grab it from them. Right. You know? They're uh, going to kill them. And then uh, that didn't the lady intervene, Mary? 
And then, oh yeah, uh, yeah. Well, they were gonna kill the one dude. Uh, the... They were gonna kill the guy who was uh, kind of like what do they call it? He was pretending to be one of them, but he wasn't. He was a royal guard. He was a what do they call that when you go undercover? Uh, I imposter? mean. It, yeah, so, he, I he, guess he just, when they found out who he, he was, but they didn't. In. But they didn't find out exactly who he was, because he never told right. them he was part of the the uh, Royal Navy and everything. Which so they didn't know that part. They just knew he wasn't. He was lying about who he was or whatever, and so they didn't want him part of the group. So they were going to hang him, but um. We we didn't mention this, but uh, 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 Humphreys lets um, sweet sweet Mary go to the uh to the inn, uh, with her his horses. You know he drove he rode one horse, uh, carrying the the case and stuff, uh, carrying her bags her luggage, and then uh Mary goes on the other horse and they get to Jamaica Inn and he kind of just leaves her there. Um, and when he leaves her there, uh, she meets her uncle, Joss, her new uncle that she's never met and, uh, patients, uh, his, uh, his wife, who's her aunt. And she thought, wow, she thought it was her sister who she didn't know was dead, you know, and everything and said, you sounded like, you know, uh, you sounded like, uh, your mother. And I thought, that was you until I saw you. And then I said, Oh wow, you look just like her. You know, I guess she hasn't seen uh, Mary in a while, you know, cause she's probably been living in Jamaica Inn for way too long. Well, you know? different countries. She was from Ireland. Yeah. And they, they, that, that was in England. So they didn't really get across the pond much. Mm-hmm. No, it's been six or seven years. I remember. So, so she, uh, but- yeah. So she ends up going into, that and then she's uh while she's in her uh bedroom now that she's staying there with her uncle and aunt uh she goes out of her bedroom and she sees them hanging the guy and she cuts him loose and i thought he was dead i thought he was dead but he wasn't he was still alive and he escapes he helps her or she helps him escape and then she has to escape herself because Joss finds out that she did that, and for doing that, they're, they're basically they're going to kill her. You know. Yeah, basically, her own uncle is going to kill her. Yeah, he's well, such a bully. Wow! Remember yeah. when she first meets him, and he points a gun at her face, and then he finds out it's his his wife's niece, and he still and he says, "How about a kiss?" Yeah, right after for he, your uncle, you know, and she says no. Like, wow. The guy's after our sexual harassment and physical abuse. And, oh my God! Well, it's, it's not. Like, her, it's not a real, real uncle. You yeah, know, no, like, still, like blood he has or no anything, respect but, at all. Yeah, he has no respect for her. friends. He was going to try to, you know, get uh, take her to bed at some point. Yeah, and um, which but, is uh, messed he up does. because he really does love patience a lot, and that that even comes in the at the end. Um. But anyway, so she ends up, um, uh, she uh, she ends up saving the guy. They end up going on this like little adventure, which was pretty cool. You know, like the, I like that they. Uh, well, first of all, I like that they hid behind some place where 
the, the, the guys just didn't look. They weren't like that far off from them, you know? Like, they didn't say, oh, if we just looked behind this thing, we would have saw them. You know, I forgot what it was, but just like this little, not boulder or anything, but like a couple, uh, I think it was a carriage or something, you know? And they're just hiding behind it. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. and then, so the, the scoundrels go looking for him and for the, uh, uh, the girl. And they eventually find them, but they escape going into the water, you know. And when they get escaped to go to the water, her idea is let's go see Humphrey. He's been very nice to me and he'll help you out. And he has no qualms with that because he doesn't know that Humphreys is in on it. You know, we, the audience, know that from, you know, because Humphreys comes over at one point and talks with Joss for a while about everything, you know. Yeah. So that's where I think Hitchcock was saying it should have been a whodunit, you know, where we don't see that he did it until the end of the movie. But we see it early on. So the uh, the rest of the suspense is more of like, how are they going to get away and what's going to happen to them? You know, if they get caught, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, um, but these are the, what he plays both ends against the middle. Um, he goes back and forth. He pretends to be, you know, above the law. He's a respectable judge and all of this. Right. Or he's a, is he a judge in the movie? I think he he is. Well, he's a justice of the peace. Yeah. Okay. So, he pretends to be above it all, but then he goes back and forth, you know, and actually he's with the gang, but he doesn't want the gang to know it. And he doesn't want uh, the specter, the police and the specter to know it, but he eventually gets tripped up and they all find out. So, well, uh, interestingly, he- yeah, that, that scene is great. We'll probably get to that, but interestingly, um, he his town the town that they're in is actually named after his family so his family's very i guess very uh sweet did you catch that like that he actually talked no. about the town being the same name as his last name and everything so that is what is that name um it serves the key, i think serves the Paragon key. or something Paragon, yeah yeah pen pengolin but you know, in in actuality, do you know where they filmed this? Uh, it was where? in Yorkshire, 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 yeah. Cornwall, and Cumbria, right on. So the, they do talk the about Cromwell, but or whatever. They Cornwall. do talk about it, but uh, they... it's uh, right on the coast. It's kind of a wild section of England. It's all uh, high cliffs and rough uh, waves. Yeah, look great. Right, like the high cliffs die. was amazing. Yeah, and I almost like that too. A lot of it. Um, yeah. Well, anyway, I love I love the rough waves because, like, some of the times they're in the water, and I'm like, oh my god, do they have stunt people for this stuff? Because like, uh, some of that stuff looked really dangerous. It didn't look like yeah, fake water well, that, or that, anything. That's, that's the B roll. Now, when they did the the inside of the end, that was done in a studio, um, somewhere. I wrote it down somewhere, but anyway, it was further, further, further away. The guy's name, Humphrey, was Penn Gallon. Penn Gallon. Penn Gallon. And that was, I think, the name of the town that they were in. Okay. I think so. That's what I got from it. 
So only show. yeah, I I could be wrong, but uh, that's that's what I that's what I I I listen. Okay. I, that's what I got from reading the subtitles. You know, um, but yeah, it was uh yeah, you get more that way. Uh, I don't like subtitles too much because it takes a while to read them, and I miss a lot of the action. Yeah, but. Uh, at the same time, you can hear, especially English accents, are hard to decipher. So yeah, they're harder a little bit to kind of um, understand and everything. Um, let me let me see if this says something about that. Um, about yeah, the Okay. Um, where are they? Okay. The film is set in 1820 at the start of the reign of King George IV. As mentioned by Pingallon in his first scene, over and above mm -hmm. its function as a whole street, Jamaica Inn houses the clandestine rural uh headquarters of a gang of cutthroats and thieves led by uh let's see okay we've already read about that in which they extinguish coastal warning beacons causing ships to run around on the rocky cornish coast um then they then they kill and surviving sailors and steal their cargo cargo so uh uh at the home of the local squire yeah it doesn't say that that's where it is, you know? Um, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, so listen, I just read this. So Lawton then demanded that Hitchcock give his character greater screen time. You said he wanted to play the, or they were originally going to play the... Uh, uh, uncle. Uh, um, you, you but, wanted uh, to the play uncle. the uncle. He was and cast so, as the uncle, and then this, he decided, no, yeah. no, no, I'm more like the elegant, uh, snobby, wealthy man. Because this forced so, Hitchcock to reveal that Pingallon was a villain in a league with the smugglers earlier in the film than Hitchcock had originally initially planned. So, yeah. Um, cool. Uh, mm -hmm. Oh, wow. So Jamaica Inn, like all of Hitchcock's British films, is copyrighted worldwide, but has been heavily bootlegged on home video. Despite this various licensed, restored releases, uh, services from diff uh, DVD, Blu-ray, whatever, from different network distributing and Arrow films in the UK. Oh, you wait, there's a Blu-ray version of this? I would love to get that. At some point, actually, I mean, I would love to have this movie, honestly. Um, yeah. So, go back to it. Uh, you know, so they go, they go back to that guy, and he finds out that this guy's not just an an ordinary like this guy's not a pretend smuggler or whatever he says. He's an actual like lieutenant of the Royal Navy, and he needs to be treated well so there's one great point where the butler he's like all right uh bring bring this guy brandy or whatever all this different stuff to his room and then the guy's like this guy and he's like 
yes, this guy, don't, yeah, you know, he's snapping at him. And the guy's like, what, why, you know, like, why, why are we treating him great? You know, you know, this random guy, well, you're treating this random guy great because he's, because he's somebody you don't want to have other people get involved with, you know, involved with or whatever, you know what I mean? Like they don't, they can't just kill this guy. Because if they do and they and somebody finds his body, they, they'll be in some serious trouble, you know. But they they can't let him snooping around and they can't let him ca capture everybody, you know. So that begins the big thing. So right. anyway. That was yeah. I mean, there was there was a couple other things like with that, like uh I, I really like the scene where they come in and she goes upstairs to go get dressed or whatever and uh he wants to talk to he wants to tell him that he's the lieutenant of the royal navy and lawton is just like i'll 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 deal with you later right and so he goes into one of the rooms and he's like i think he walks in and he's like i, I think we need to talk you know <laughs> like i need to show you something and he shows him that he's basically shows him that he's a uh you know that he's a lieutenant of the you know Royal Navy and, and everything and he said okay so uh, I'm going to treat you better now and we're going to I'm going to help you solve this thing you know right yeah. and there's a great yeah. scene where he says and I, I want to get your opinion on this but he says like he looks down at him and he says uh, there's somebody else working with Joss you know and then uh, then he goes do you know who and he goes no, not yet, you know, right or whatever, and uh, and uh, and Humphrey is just like I think you could just tell he's just relieved that this guy hasn't figured it out yet, you know. Yeah, I gave him kind of a look. Yeah, give him a look. So, yeah, he's pretty cagey about the whole thing, but he he's cornered finally at the end, mm -hmm. even despite his best efforts. Well, so, I don't know if there were his best efforts, and we'll get into that because I, I literally think this ending was uh, pretty poor. If uh, for Hitchcock does endings sometimes that just seem to just wrap up, you know, or whatever. Yeah, and, I agree. And this that's one is that way. Because I didn't really care for it when I first saw it. I thought that's a crazy way to end it. But well, you know, you... that that I didn't mind him climbing up and up to the top of the rafter thing, well, you know, and everything. I didn't mind that. That was kind of funny for me. Like I thought that was kind of entertaining. My, my biggest problem was, um, he told his, he told his people where he was going to be. I like, why would he do that? If anyone asks, you know, right. And want to know where he's at, you know, yeah. including the guy that's free right now. You know, um, why would he uh, why would he let people know where they can reach him? Because that's what ends up happening is they go to his house and his his uh, butler and, and whatever. And that one guy looks over at him and goes, that's my suit. Yeah, I know. I like that part. I did laugh yeah. at that part. I thought that was, was a little shocked. Yeah, shocked that the guy was wearing his clothes. Um, yeah. Which the guy. Um, my mom pointed out. My mom was watching this he, with me, 
And my mom was watching it with me and said, pointed out that that guy was a little bit too big for that suit. Yes, that's what I thought, that he's too big to be wearing that suit. Yeah. He couldn't have gotten it. Couldn't, probably why it was in a closet, because he couldn't fit into it. He couldn't it fit anymore. into it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. So, so what were you saying? Well, I mean, there's some stuff we overlooked here. Uh, let's let's talk about the end of the movie, right? When the uh, you know the uncle actually decides to maybe sh to help the niece instead uh -huh. of kill her. You know, they they discovered they capture her again. Uh, the other guy gets away, and uh, the the under undercover guy, and then they take her with him with them to the shipwreck. So the way they do it is they shine a light which lures the ship close to shore and then they cloak it they cover it so they they don't know where they're where they're at and so they crash into the rocks and then the survivors wade ashore and then they all jump on them and kill them well she decides that she's going to help uh you know to, to help uh, prevent this from happening so she sneaks away from them while they're doing this, one guy's supposed to watch her, but he's kind of old and, and firm. So he, he's focused on what they're going to do. And then she sneaks off and climbs a mountain and wrestles with this guy at the top of the cliff and pushes him off or he falls off in the tug of war. And then she uh, knocks over the lamp accidentally and it catches rags on fire. And then she hooks when he falls off, she hooks the rags to a flagpole and hoists them up so the ship sees the light in time and it veers off. And then everybody's really pissed off at her and they climb and trying to kill her. You know, and they end up oh shoot, uh, and then they try to kill her. And then Joss tries to take her back to the house to be with yes. patients and he, he gets shot. Shot in the back. Shot in the back. And, uh, so so he makes it home. He doesn't die right away. And she tries to nurse him back to help with, with the with, hair with care patients. of her both, both of them. And then yeah. Patience and then, is about to tell her about Charles Lawton, you know, being a part of this. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, all of a sudden she Boom. gets shot. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. I was like, where did that come from? I well, know. Because like, you don't see it for a while, you know. And I, I mean, thought Joss killed his wife. You know, at one point, I was like, did he shoot his wife and then say, well, I can't live without patience and then dies, you know, basically, you know, and but no, well, we find out it was suspected. Charles Lawton. Yeah, I suspected him of doing it. But then, I, I mean, you know, I thought maybe, but we didn't see him for a while, you know. Right. Like, but when he shows up, it's like, ah, there it is. And okay. validated. So, yep, so um, he shows up and he says that. He wanted to be the one to tell her, which I thought was kind of fun. Yeah, and then he tries to gloss it over like, well, it's for the best, you know. I mean, you know what? Just... He always does this. He's like a politician. The worst thing, you know, happens and it's like, oh, but, you know, he smooths it over and, you know, like it, it paints the paints the fence and tries to make it all good. Uh -huh. And so it's like, you son of a bitch. So we also it, forgot to mention before that that Charles Lawton and and the the, the Royal uh, Navy guy goes to the house to see them and everything and uh, he you know the girl gets out f first you know and to warn patients and uh, Joss about this and doesn't matter because they're there you know and everything yeah. and uh, and so uh, she's trying to tell the guy. Don't do this to my uh, aunt. She has nothing to do with this. But she does, you know. 
she knows everything that's going on. Uh, what there's a line like in life, you know, about people who just stand by and watch things happen are just as bad as the people that are doing these things, you know. In my opinion, that's true. You know, if you know these horrible things are happening, but you're staying with somebody because you love them, but you're allowing all these terrible things to to go on, you know, you're you're just as bad as them. They're accessories because they remain silent and they don't reproach the people doing the harm. That happened in Nazi Germany. The people that remain silent are just as guilty as the people that murdered everybody because they didn't try to stop it. You know, people said that about like Weinstein, you know, when Weinstein had all that stuff, a lot of people knew the the crappy stuff he was doing. And but I was like telling them, like, what are they going to do? You know, like quit their jobs, like working for Weinstein. He would just have he would have just told people not to hire these people, you know, or or would they have tried to expose them? They need proof. You know, you need you know, you need actual proof you know, that that happened or whatever. So like, I, I I don't think those people are nearly as bad as the person who does that in that case, because they're not accessories. They're not helping him do this stuff. They just know he's a shitty person. And really there's nothing they could, nothing anybody can do until somebody who had proof and, you know, could come forward. And then other people had proof could come forward. You know what I mean? Like it had to happen that way, um. But anyway, go back to this movie. Um. So uh, we, we forgot the middle part of it. The first time they escape together, remember she cuts the rope, she drags him off. They run off. They hide in a cave. Right. I kind of glossed over the cave bit, you know. But yeah, yeah. that's an interesting part because they find them, and they're looking down through the hole in the roof, right there at the bottom, and they go, "We're coming down to get you." And they're taunting him, and then they one guy comes down with a rope, right? Right. And of course, he knocks him out. Yeah, that says, that okay. knockout was terrible. That right. was that was the yeah. worst looking because yeah. at first I thought it missed something, so I rewound it, and I was like, "Wait!" So he knocked him out, but like that was just poor. Like, and I, I hate to say it on uh, on on Hitchcock's part, but it's poor directing because it was just well. too fast of a cut. Where you don't really see him knocking, you know, if if he had really done a good job on that, he would have got a close up of him banging into. Well, the, you know, Hitchcock's more meticulous. We we both know that, and he he agonizes over scenes, but because Lawton was directing the movie pretty much, so he just said the hell with it, just go with you know anything. He was sick of it by that time, so then maybe that's why he was unhappy with it because he would have done a better job with everything. Um, so anyway, then they send three guys down by a rope. Remember that? Yeah. We we talked about earlier that like they escape into the water, you know, and that's how they get away. Take off, take off your clothes. I'm not doing that. He says, you better do it. Are you going to drown? Oh, okay. I'll take them off. Mm -hmm. So she takes all her clothes off, except she's got an underskirt. So we're almost as heavy as the one she's got on. So I thought that was funny. I mean, you got to take it all off, honey. Because that's a lot of material. But you can't in those type of movies. No, not in those days. Interestingly enough, this came out in 1939, the same year as Gone with the Wind and uh, uh, was it uh, and uh, Wizard of Oz? Wizard of Oz. 
Yeah. Yeah. Crazy, yeah. right? So, like, but, if you think about it. Was it was actually made. It was made in 37, though, right? Right. So I think it was 38. 38, it was 37, 38, something like that. Like, it, it took a while, and I think in 38, it got yeah. made, and it got released in 39, you know, most likely. Yeah, but everything yeah. takes a while, but... Well, yeah. even on a Hitchcock film, you have to, you know, it takes a little bit longer. You know, you can't just put I'm, it out. You got to make sure I'm it's as good as possible. True. You know, I have 60 movies I made in the last few years that have still not come out. People pointed that out to me the other day. 60 movies that have not been released. So, I mean, what's the excuse? It's been two or three, four years. And they finished them, right? I finished them, but they're either not going to finish them or they don't have the money, you know, to pay post-production costs. No. They're up on IMDb, but they're not out. So nobody can see them. So crazy. I, I yes, it sure does. That's the sad I, I have, thing. Half the movies I've made are never still under somebody's bed collecting dust. Paul and I say so, you need a double the Avenger part two. I keep telling Bill Winter that, and he says, "Nah, you know, there's no money in it, and this and that." Now he's making books, but he's made six uh, sequels in book form. I says, "Well, uh-huh. Al Purple has got to get out of jail." He's lost too much weight already because I was 240 at the time. Now I'm 165. So I've lost 75 pounds. And I'm going to, you know, that would be a great uh, bit. I'll say, well, the prison, the prison food sucks. So if they yeah, so you didn't eat. Yeah. So I didn't eat for 20 years. Yeah. But it's been, been over 20 years since we did that movie. Yeah, that would be a great anniversary is do another movie. I told it's got over two million hits on uh, his YouTube channel, the William Winkler channel, because it's free. Anybody ever want to see it? Go to that, and it's free, absolutely free. Just to watch it, it's got incredible amount of views. So anyway, but because they don't make movies like that anymore, they just don't. That might be the problem too. Like because, well, what did we watch? We watched something that was very similar to. Oh, well, what did we watch? We watched something that was very similar to Double the Avenger. And, uh, well, I mean, of course, all the like Andy Sedaris movies where the chicks are just naked all the time. But I'm trying to think of like, well, what's the. Naked. Yeah, none of the chicks were naked. And you, no, uh, no offense, but you kind of didn't want to see them naked either. You know? Yeah, you're yeah. okay Except with them. Ooh, Booby. Boobies had a nice pair. Yeah, but, she's uh, still around. Now she's living in a trailer now. Uh, trailer Do you know trailers. her? Do you like uh, keep in touch with her? I No. No, because she kind of uh, did something bad. But, uh, oh, that sucks. Against Bill Winkler. I can't even talk about it, but I kind of disassociated myself with her. Well, that's a so bummer. She was, she's not loyal. And that so sucks. he spread the word. She never worked again. So, you know, it sucks when you hear stuff like that, especially when you like the person. Yeah, I mean, he gave her a shot and he didn't even try to sleep with her like a lot of people did in those days. And and so, but she thanked him by trying to do something against him. Yeah. Oops. We won't get into that. So, uh, to go back to this movie, so they do escape and they go back to the house. Then later, they go back to the other house with Charles Lawton and the uh uh and the Navy guard guy and uh Navy guy and then uh he's 
basically trying to to get Joss to to I guess show him where everything is, what's going on. And then there's one line in the movie where he was like, uh, oh, he uh didn't like he left his um uh he left something that had like blood on it or whatever, like a scarf or something that had blood on it. And he was like, Yeah, I, I you know, he's uh like he, he wasn't meticulous or something, you know, or whatever it was. There was a there was a line where he said something where what? Go ahead, go ahead. I'm trying to find the to cover them. I write this stuff down, but I I forgot to mention it. Something very strange happened in that cave. Because are you still finishing your thought? Oh no, no, go ahead. Well, she would. She tried to escape from the uh, Royal Navy guy, the inspector. Right. Right. You remember that? She he's Mm -hmm. sleeping and she tries to sneak off. I'm like, what the hell is she doing that for? Well, she she's decided that she doesn't want to be any part because he's going to ruin her family or whatever. So he he catches her, and then while they're tussling, the boat the boat that she tries to escape in drifts off, and now yep. they're both stranded. And so then they have to swim for it. That's but not only that, that boat was not good because that helped the the bad guys see where they were basically. Because exactly. they saw the boat, they right. saw the boat, and they said, "Oh, that's, that's where they that's are." Why. Yeah, that's right. how they found they tried them. To escape, and then they were trapped in the cave, and then they saw the boat, and then they saw them down in the hole, and came sent people down to get them. But then they actually, what did they do before the three got down there on the rope? They jumped in the water, right, and swam off. Yeah, they jumped in the water and swam away, and. Yeah. Uh, they hit around yeah, yeah, a rock right. or whatever so that the people couldn't see them because there was another boat coming that way to get yeah. them and stuff. But he asked her if he could, she could swim. I remember that. He says, yeah. why? Well, because you're going to have to. <laughs> yeah. I'll take your clothes off. But anyway, so that was pretty racy comment. Yeah. Um, all right, let's see. What else? There's a lot of stuff that goes on in these things. Um, well, we're not gonna. I, so, I don't want to go too far over the hour mark. So, yeah. yeah. Um, let's try to try oh, to wrap it up, sort of, uh, another, with some another. stuff. Um, one thing. Oh, oh. When uh, the, 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 let's see. Okay, so he has her tie her husband up. Mm-hmm. Remember, uh, uh, oh God, we're we're going back a ways, but and and then. He says, uh, "Okay, the innocent men men will die if if you don't." Oh, I know. Uh, they tie up uh, the inspector guy, and uh, the wife's supposed to hang her. Uh, she's supposed to guard him with a gun, right? And then he tries to convince her, "Release me," and she says, "He says a lot of men will die if you don't do this. A lot of innocent men with families like yourself." And he says, "And he says, well, you got it. You got to turn in your man." And she says, "Well, he's my man." Yeah. So that, that that was an interesting line. It it doesn't matter. She's going to sacrifice all those other people for one person because she's his man. And then she eventually does cut him loose, and so she does sacrifice her only man. So she has a good conscience after all. She made her choice. Right. So, and anyway, so yeah, that was a and, kind of a moral moral dilemma for her. And there was another line where one of the one of the guys says, "Don't leave a woman there," 
in charge of of this, you know, and you find out sort of, I mean, in a way, like because that guy uses emotion to to get under, you know, where a guy he would try to use that emotion on a guy, and guy would say fuck off, basically, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I yeah. don't care, you know, and everything. If there were Joss guarding it, and the guy tried to say. You know, you're letting, you know, blah, blah, blah. You're like, I don't care. You know, like, I'm supposed to guard you and that's it. You know, I'm not letting you go. You know, um, in this case, you know, but that woman has a heart and. Um, yeah, well, women definitely, me. yeah, are more sensitive. More sensitive and like sweet. And um, and more so sweet. that the, I hate to say it, but the guy was right. He, they shouldn't have let her in she, charge of that. Now, she, she I'm glad that. they did because then she got to get free and, and leave. You yeah. know? It moves the story along. Well, she had more compassion than, than the uncle. He was a, a, a rat bastard. I, I, I did love that when they were both together in this scene right here where they're both tied up, you know? um, Like, I don't know if you can see it in the, my background. But they're both tied up and when everybody leaves and it's just patience being there guarding uh he gets uh, the charles lawton gets up and just unties himself like quickly like easily because he yeah. was not he tied you know he did a houdini because uh they never tied him up uh, they I never guess tied him what? up because the uh other, who, who tied him ross Josh, uh, probably joss tied him Josh, but, he tied him up yeah but he had to make it look like he was tied up to convince yeah, this guy and then when they left, the guy gets up and you can see the look on the uh, Navy guy's face being Robert Newton's face going, oh, God, what what is going on here? Well, you know, and yeah, he's, that, you know, he realizes surprise, surprise. that's the guy. That's the man we've yeah, been looking for. He's, he's in on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he, you know, he he was fooled this whole time. I know. And, uh, Humphrey uh, is the culprit. And so, so later. So later to go skip back later when uh, Humphreys kills the uh, the the woman the patients and and comes in and says he had to do all that because you know he wanted to be the one and he's doing everything whatever um, he uh, he takes patients away and he wants to basically have her be his wife you know, his new wife and everything and gags her and, and takes her away and, and sends her to, um, you know, I, I forgot where they went. They went to someplace uh, nearby, but he was planning to move to like Greece, you know, or something and, and yeah. get away. And uh, they don't get that far before they get caught. And then they, he climbs the, he climbs the thing like at the end. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like King Kong. He's climbing up the. Well, you know. you're talking about fake stuff. You know when he had the gun on them, and then at any moment you could have grabbed the gun. I mean, there was no menace to it. He wasn't gonna shoot, and he right. grabs it. He could have grabbed it away from him, and then he just like cavalierly, nonchalantly climbs the rigging. You know, and they could have shot him in the back. Just let him go up there, and then he decides to jump off. Yeah, like, because he had to have his like big. Because the producer in there, and like the the villain, he had to have his big, you know, thing or whatever just, grandiose ending. I commit so. suicide over that, but yeah, he, I guess he didn't want to hold it. 
So I, I thought that's kind of a fake ending, but anyway, yeah. it, it, it served its purpose. All in all, I mean, you said you watched this twice. The first time you didn't like it, and the second time I didn't really care for it. So do you still don't care for it? Yeah, well, I mean, I care for it more than I did. I I don't love it, but it's okay. You know, it's bubblegum for the mind. It's not your favorite uh, Hitchcock No, it is not. Definitely not. (laughs) I don't know. I really enjoyed it. I don't know. Just because it's not like Hitchcock, you know, like this doesn't even feel like a Hitchcock movie, you know? Well, you know why? Well, I mean, yeah, no, now I know why it's because it's a Charles Lawton movie. But like before, I didn't know that really. And when I was watching it, I didn't know that. I just knew he was in it, you know? So I, I, I thought it was fun. It was enjoyable. Um, it was adventurous. There's an adventure quality to yeah, it. I'm it got that. remade uh, into yeah. a TV series. You know, as part of a TV series, I believe. Was it? Yeah. Oh, I think I read there somewhere. I don't uh, know how, because it was short and sweet. It wasn't that much. It was a okay. So actually, no. It was a TV movie in 1983, uh, starring Jane Seymour, um, Patrick Mc. McGuhan, uh, Trevor, oh, Eve, um, Billy Whitelaw, who was the, it was Aunt Patience and the, uh, who was, let's see, who was the, um, who was the Humphreys? Was Humphreys even in this? Doesn't even look like there was a Humphreys in this movie. Um, yeah, there was no Humphreys in this one. Maybe there wasn't a Humphreys in uh, in the book, you know. Well, Maybe they're going actually, more. By... This, wait, there was this movie was remade in 1983, I believe. Right, that's the one I'm talking I think about. I recall. Is that so, the one? Okay. Yeah, so 1983, it was remade into a TV movie, and then in 2014, there was a TV miniseries. Uh, that starred only three episodes. Yeah, only three episodes. They they shelved it after three episodes. Well, no, no, it was a mini series, so it was only probably oh, supposed mini, to be three. so that means that's yeah, three. three series, three episodes, probably anyway. That's right. You know, so okay. it was just a long movie, basically. You know, um, all in all, I mean, that's kind of cool. Um, I, I. I actually like that it, it got remade. I actually thought about that. Like, could it be remade? Uh, I I guess, you know, now that I found that out, yeah, Jane Seymour's in one, you know, like, that's kind of cool. You know, like, I like her, you know. Uh, yeah. Dr. Quinn, medicine woman. Yes. So. Yeah, that's right. Well, I, uh, I think that about wraps it up. Is there anything else you needed to, to make sure uh, we... Just... No, I, I don't have any. Oh, I got one more thing. This one, uh, you didn't mention it, and I found it. It's called Hitchcock's Cameo Appearance. Oh, Guess there was no. This was the last time he didn't make an appearance. Yep. And then after this, he started doing it. Because you're uh, always looking for those cameos. And uh, he yeah, didn't do so one the, for, for the first so many, I don't know how many did in England, but he didn't do any cameos. And then for some reason in America, he started making them. So huh. don't look for them, folks. You won't find them. Just you watch won't find the movie them. 
Enjoy it. Just enjoy the movie, I yeah. guess. You know, for what it is. And and you know what? Enjoy it. It's it's fun. It's silly at times. It's it's not your it's it's got the typical Hitchcock humor, but it's not Hitchcock to me. Like this just once again, yeah. this and, and Charles Lawton directed one of my favorite Criterion movies, which is Night of the Hunter. Um, and that was the only movie he's ever directed. You know, it's Night of the Hunter. You know. Oh really? I didn't know that. Yeah, and uh, and it it was a it, honestly it was a Hitchcock movie that Hitchcock never made in a way too. Like it had a lot of suspense. It had some like really scary, oh. tense moments, and yeah. um, it was good. You know. Um, well, he, this was an intense and sinister movie too in yeah. certain parts of it. So maybe this was more of a Charles Lawton movie. Maybe Charles Lawton should have directed it himself. You know. Well, for all intents and purposes, he, did. he probably did. Yeah. <laughs> well, everybody, uh, join us next month. Uh, where we'll be back. I think next month. I'm pretty sure. Uh, next month, where I'm gonna. I'm going to pick what we're going to do. So uh, my idea for this year, since we did this way back machine to 1939, I want to go up further to like the 1960s or so and do a movie called Torn Curtain. That's going to be next. Torn Curtain? Torn Curtain. Okay, got it. Yes. So Torn Curtain, which... I remember not liking when I first watched it, so I I, I can't wait to rewatch it because yeah. maybe I'll like it more. I think great. it has Paul Newman, if I'm correct. So oh, he's great. Oh, he's great, and he's I just I think I found it just kind of boring. Uh but but I might have changed my tunes. It was a while ago that I watched it, like more than five years ago that I watched that movie. So. I'd love to yeah. see what I think now, um, especially since I've been watching all these Hitchcock movies. Maybe I'll like it more. You know, we'll find out. That does happen. It does yeah. actually, really Very does. So, thank yeah. you guys for checking this out. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, join us uh, next month for Torn Curtain. Until then, everybody. Yeah. Bye. Okay.